guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat-O. Pat-O. How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was okay. I uh, I laid around the house a lot. Um, started nice. a new job. Yeah, it was nice. So weekends are kind of... Um, they mean something to me again. <laughs> Instead yeah. of just being, being off for six months when it was one extended weekend. Now, now those two days kind of mean a lot. So uh, the main thing I did this weekend was... I was a judge for the Real Comedy Festival, um, which meant I had to sit through like 40 short films. And uh, some of them were funny. Some of them were very not funny. But um, it was interesting because there was a lot of pandemic movies, which I think is to be expected, right? Um, You know, when you're doing a film festival, you're getting submissions from amateur filmmakers. It was a lot of uh, things that were very pandemic based, you know, people in masks, blah, blah, blah. But it was uh, there was also like a lot that you could tell were filmed during the pandemic because of just the way it was structured. Right. Um, One of the movies, a a chick gets into pole dancing and her she gets one of those like pole dancing at home kits. And the whole movie is her like trying to set up the pole and she's FaceTiming one of her friends. And then there's like an instructional video that she watched. So it's always just her in the, alone in the scene. You know what I mean? And like, it just made me think that like, I don't know. Like, I, do you, you're probably too young to remember, but like Vietnam movies were huge when I was growing up. Like I, growing up in the eighties, like there was a lot of Vietnam movies. There was deer hunter, there was Rambo. Right. And like, that was something that we went through, like as a culture that left like a very like very big mark on our psyche and it translated its way into film okay and with 9-11 like there wasn't as many 9-11 movies you know what i mean there's just kind of a handful of them and it was still this big event that happened and uh it's something that um it's something that left its mark on people but you don't you don't you didn't see as many 9-11 movies as you did vietnam movies right and now like i feel like covid might be kind of like the next thing like the pandemic and even though i sat here and i watched probably like 20 pandemic themed short films this weekend um you're really not seeing it translated too much into hollywood you know uh judd apatow did that one that went straight to netflix about them making the movie in the bubble but that's kind of all i can think of you know so it's just it's interesting to see, see the way that we're like as a culture like progressing or processing trauma you know um in our films so i don't know i just like been thinking about movies a lot this weekend because that's all i've been doing is watching them and i also submitted uh my short film can't buy a thrill to the 14 film festival yep so uh hopefully that gets selected and uh friend of the show mike vanderbilt's in it and a bunch of uh steely dan songs that i did not get the permission to use but whatever fuck them you want to come after me steely dan come after me what are you gonna do bro i'm gonna tell on you i'm gonna go tell steely dan that (laughs) yeah go tell dan go go tell dan look him up on look him up on twitter see if dan from steely dan is on twitter and uh be like yo this guy used your movie your music in a movie he did i'm gonna pegging an alien abduction i'm sure they'd be like that's okay i'm gonna go tell him there is there there is a pegging scene in it, and uh, the woman the woman that's doing the pegging is wearing a rooster mask. Is there so it, was there real pegging happening during the filming? Uh, no, but afterwards we all got Good. our shit pushed in together. It was kind of a 
cast party thing. You know? Awesome. Good for but, you. Uh, yeah, what, what would you expect from the co-host of On Wednesday We Suck right. Weird? Exactly. Know? Pegging party. I mean, come right. on. It's a thing. <laughs> um, so anyway, so now we'll announce our um, first annual pegging party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we going to do it in Dayton or are we going to do it in Toledo where all the weirdos are? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. Probably uh, West Virginia. I mean, we could probably get a nice plot of land and do it outside. I have like phobias about getting my shit pushed in down south. Like, I think that's just too deliverance for me. Like, I, I want to be comfortable in the Midwest. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll make it happen. Um, well, well, I uh, I have been I'm I'm sick and I've been sick. Um, and it's no big deal. I don't have COVID, but you know, like COVID symptoms and uh, right. So I, I did a bunch of nothing this weekend, but I did sit down and pick up a video game, which I don't get to do very often anymore. And that makes me sad because I, that's like my other passion is fucking retro video games. And uh, so I sat down and I started playing, I guess, um, Star Ocean had released finally their um, original, <laughs> their original game to North America. And um, I sat down and started playing it. And today when I picked it up for a minute um i died my character died no big deal sometimes you die in these games and i didn't fucking save my game not one time over the course of the entire weekend so <laughs> that is insane sad. there's no auto save feature no and you know why i thought because okay so here's the thing i i play retro video games like that's that's what i do i don't play the new games like i'm not very good at them it's not that it's just that i don't know i like the retro stuff so this is on the switch right and so um you know i thought that Maybe there was an autosave feature because it's a remastered re-release of this old game, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of these old games do kind of do have that when you play them. Um, but no, it like showed me where to like save on the game. It's like, this was a save point, blah, blah, blah. And like when you run over it, it makes a noise like it's saved. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I just run over it. It saves. No, that's not what fucking happens. That's not how you save in the game. <laughs> so i have to go back and i put like fucking 20 hours into this game <laughs> and i have to fucking you know play it all over again so man you I'm need to take a break before you go back to that i thought about it i'm like man i'm like do i just want to i got other games to play i can play something else i'm like do i just put this down for now and play something else or do i because i was so into it i was so into it i was playing it before work today and i'm like yeah i'm gonna get some gaming in fucking I died. I was just experimenting with my party or whatever, and I fucking died. I'm just like, oh, no big deal. But uh, it was a big deal. And so it ruined my whole day. <laughs> Can we talk about games for a minute? Because I've been trying to get back into it. I, I had downloaded Elden Ring <clears throat> yeah. recently, which is like, you know, the big RPG du jour. Uh, and it kind of sucked. I know it's very decisive on the internet. A lot of people think that it's too hard. Or that it's, some people think that it's awesome, and some people like it, some people hate it. Um, I'm firmly in the uh, don't care for it camp. I, you know, I I didn't think it was that great. I got in, it just made me want to play Skyrim again, you know, which is one of those games that I've probably played through a million times. Skyrim and Fallout 4, you know, I like the Bethesda RPGs. And uh, then last week, I impulse bought and i should not have done this but i did it anyway because fuck it uh the evil dead game Ooh, well yeah and did you ever play the friday the 13th game yeah okay i have played that one it's it's a lot like that what's nice about the evil dead game though is that there is a uh like first person campaign modes okay like first person missions or, or single player missions i'm sorry 
So um, started doing that, found it kind of frustrating, and then um, didn't get a chance to play it. Like, have not picked it up since. Oh, and it's, no. it, it's not because, like, I've been ignoring it. It's because there's just been other stuff to do. Or my kid's been monopolizing the uh, TV with the video games and stuff. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I, I, I wish I gamed more because I do love to play yeah, video games. Yeah, me too. You know? Um, you know, I definitely feel I've, I've got so many that I, I need to just play. And I keep telling myself that, you know what, you're not allowed to buy more video games until you play all of the video games that you own. But uh, then I just keep buying more video games. So, but you know, I did want to mention that I I did post about this on social media, so you guys have probably seen that, and I'm pissed off even more now because I don't know. Listen, I I hate Facebook. I can't say it enough. It's a fucking cesspool. But over right. on Facebook, under the comments, is a bunch of fucking dudes mansplaining fucking video games to me. They're like, you know, one guy's like. Oh, have you ever played Star Ocean before? You you should definitely get a character guide because I mean it's a hard game. Blah blah blah. And it's like, oh, fucking yeah, my guy. I played all of them. I played except for this one. So don't fucking come at me and tell me how to fucking play video games. Some other dudes like, well, yeah, JRPGs are like that. Yeah, guy, I fucking know it's what I play. I, I probably have more hours than you guys do on these fucking games. I promise. Hey, you speaking know. of speaking of Facebook, did you get your Facebook check? My Facebook check. What? yes there is oh you're in ohio never mind illinois had a class action lawsuit against facebook and everybody that signed up for it if you had facebook during such and such a period you got a check for 397 dollars. what yes in illinois i probably Why? should say this for the new because of uh some uh some lawsuit against like biometrics or some shit i don't know i so i i i hate facebook too and um hate facebook didn't have one for the longest time i only have a facebook now and i've mentioned this before on the show is because um number one i wanted to make one for my construction company and number two my wife made me join like all these like cub scout groups and school parent groups so that i could like vote in elections and like throw you know what i mean like she'd be like we're voting for this you know and i'd have to vote for it so there's another vote whatever um, other than that, like, I, I don't like using it. I very rarely go on there. It's too much like family. I, I don't want a social media with family and ex coworkers, right? I like my Twitter. I like my Instagram. And honestly, I'm kind of close to getting rid of my Instagram too, because that's even too much sometimes. But I do love Twitter. So, but anyway, Facebook, if you had it during this certain period of time, which was during, I, I did not have Facebook during that period of time you were entitled to this class action lawsuit and everybody that signed up for it got $397 this week, except for me, <laughs> which is fucking know. shitty, but you didn't either. So fucking we're in the same boat. You know? Yeah, I did not. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea that that was a thing. Um, but you know, again, fuck Facebook anyway. Yeah. So that's what I spent my weekend doing. Um, let's uh, talk about some news. I don't really have, huge news except for we got to talk about this uh congressional hearing for the uaps sure we didn't get to talk about that um so you know i kind of last week i had to edit the show and kind of added some you know highlights i guess i really didn't get into it that much um because you know i didn't feel like there was that much um Pato, what did, nobody heard what you thought about it what did you think about the congressional? no i mean I, I listened to your heavily edited it, last week's show was like a redacted government fucking document uh 
but no i i think i think you hit the nail on the head like it, it, nothing came of it nothing was going to come of it i i i found the i listen me and you were in that clubhouse room that night and i thought that that was very enlightening listening to their uh kind of take on it uh-huh. um it did feel like a dog and pony show i remember i said that as soon as in the midst of this Roe versus wade shit suddenly they dropped this button like oh we're gonna do this now but yeah nothing really came of it they seemed ill-prepared of all the video they could have shown they kind of showed <laughs> something least interesting and they didn't yeah. really know how to work you know the fucking what was it vlc media the vlc player. media player <laughs> everybody that watches porn on the internet knows how to use it. i don't know what their problem was but uh yeah it's just it was very lackluster and and it, whatever it just it it was kind of what we said it was going to be you know i mean that part was hilarious um you know that was funny I thought that some, you know, interesting things um, were like, um, oh, my God, I can't remember any of the, people, the people's names because I, I don't know. I guess I didn't prepare. The black guy. What was his name? Moultrie? Wasn't that Moultrie? Whenever anybody asked Bray a question, Bray would look at him and then he would kind of give him looks to like, okay, information or not. You could kind of see that. And I thought that that was i mean i don't know to be expected i guess but you know it's interesting because a lot of the information that was given was mostly things that they didn't say you know what i mean like when they would be like oh we'll answer that question during the closed meeting well we already fucking know the answer to that question then don't we <laughs> you know? um right. you know they and, and they would mention things um you know like fucking what's his name the one dude gallagher came in hot he came in hot with some questions let me tell you he was drilling these motherfuckers even he was like you know, talking about very particular incidences that are very popular in, you know, within the UFO community or UAP, whatever the fuck you want to call it, community. And um, it was uh, neat to see somebody kind of stand up for these things. Like the, like the one thing that was like kind of weird was when they were talking about the Malmstrom incident, which happened, I think, in the 60s. It was like right after Project Blue Book where um malmstrom is a is an air force base and they had seen some weird craft in the sky and then all of a sudden um all of their missiles on the base were disabled for like an hour Mm. this this was a government incident i mean this is a well-documented government incident and and they sat there and said that they'd never heard of this before and it's like right isn't that exactly what you're supposed to be doing and then they try to make it seem like it was like a media thing they're like well we don't we don't investigate things in the media or whatever and you know there's a protocol and gallagher's like well what's the protocol because i'm i'm asking you uh, he said that i'm asking you to look into it that's i'm 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 saying that you should look into that and they're just like mm, okay never heard of it though you know and just really brushing it off and it's like but isn't that kind of the point of this entire task force is for you guys to investigate shit exactly like that i mean isn't that yeah like they're supposed to be focusing on which is is a small piece of the puzzle but i guess if you have to start somewhere starting with um sightings and encounters and all this stuff that are based around military bases that involve military personnel right is you got to start somewhere so that isn't completely you know it's unfortunate and it doesn't even touch on the abduction shit no but you got to build you're trying to build that up right right so i i get starting there but they i don't even feel like they did that adequately you know what i mean so well, it's, no they uh, haven't started there and that's the point because they haven't yeah. investigated this malmstrom or they're lying about it 
um, because you know they keep well, drilling home what the point of this is security it's 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 um it's a it's a breach of security to us well then isn't a, bre- a breach of security that these things can disable our fucking weapons yeah but they're not there yet they're not they're, you're starting a conversation very slowly think of this whole thing as a conversation with the american public and they're starting it very 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 slowly and they're not going to get to the big stuff. They're not going to start talking about extraterrestrials. They're not going to start talking about abductions. They're not going to start talking yeah. about things that have been found or recovered or from archaeological. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be very slow to the point where maybe they're not even making progress. Maybe it's just a it's a distraction. It's a way to say, yes, we're doing something. When in reality, they're not really doing anything, you know, Um because what would the point of all what is like you gotta this is what's the point of all this what is the, what is their end game it's not to it's not to really investigate this shit because they're not really doing that so it's got to be just to show that you know in light of all the technological all the scientific advancements that are happening and everything that we're learning about universes and science and fucking all this shit right like we're, we we got to kind of move the conversation forward as far as far as these sightings go right and this is them acting like they're part of that i guess i don't know it seems i think it's all bullshit i mean i i don't i think that something maybe we'll maybe we'll do a whole episode on it i think that something has happened i think that we're in trouble and i think they know that we're in trouble i think they've pissed these things off and i think that this is kind of their way of saying and this sounds so fucking conspiracy nutso. No, that's what this show's for. Say it. You know, I think that this is their way of kind of saying, <clears throat> look, there's something happening that you all don't quite understand that, that we kind of understand. We kind of know about, um, you know, and, and I think just with everything going on right now, I think with um, just the state of the, of the current space race and things like that, I think it all makes sense. Um, and I don't exactly know what that is. Um, because I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't work for them or whatever, <laughs> but I wish I did. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I think it's part of something bigger. Like I said, I, and I've, I've been saying this, I think that we, bro- we have, we have broken some type of treaty or we intend on breaking some kind of treaty that we might've had with these things. And we know that we're going to piss them off. We know that we're aware. I, I would, I, my conspiracy theory is that uh, they're laying the groundwork for a false flag event. That's mine. That involves I mean, aliens? As, yeah. As long as we're just throwing them out there, sure. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think, is it Project Bluebeam? There's something yeah. that, that's that's been established already. I mean, I don't know how, how well you'd say established, but that I'm not the first person to fucking say that. Yeah, a lot um, of people think that. Yeah, that's what not a lot of people, but there's people. Yeah, there's a community. Maybe we'll do a show about Project Bluebeam. I don't subscribe to it, but some you know, there's a lot of people that do. So maybe it's it's worthy of talking about. I'll add it to the list. But anyway, you know, yeah. So they they haven't even. I mean, they they weren't really interested. You know, they were pushing this. If you see something, say something. I mean, the push to end the stigma. I said this on last week's show. The push to end the stigma is really neat. Um, but they're not really offering anything for contactees, for people that have had experiences, that people that have been abducted, um, which is 
a huge part of this. It's not just some lights in the sky, <laughs> you know, there's a whole nother piece. And, uh, you know, they're not doing a very good job. I mean, I don't know what they have. The fact of the matter is, is that once that, that live feed ended, they all went and took a break and came back in and talked about other shit that we're not allowed to know about. And there were people in that room that know what the fuck was talked about. And I'm just waiting for one of them to come out and say exactly what was said. I don't know if they will, but uh, they'll, they'll leak Supreme Court rulings before they leak that stuff. I mean, I'm waiting on it. I'm just saying, like, anonymous needs to get on top of it or whatever. Um, you know, all this stuff is allegedly transcribed. You know, all court, all court documents are. It's there. It's out there somewhere. I'd love to see what's in it because that is the real shit that's going to blow your mind. Well, hasn't where are we at with that? Because hasn't has WikiLeaks never released alien stuff or have they never come up with groundbreaking information? All the shit that they've all the cables that they've released. They haven't. Um, probably. I mean, there's that one guy. There's this one guy who runs a website. I think it's called the Black Vault or something. And um, he has filed um, the, um, oh, my God. Oh, my God, the papers that you can file for information on things. Um, Freedom of Information Act, yeah. the FOIAs. He's filed a ton of those. And he's gotten a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff. And as a matter of fact, some of his stuff, you know, he was kind of trying to boast about it because some of the shit that he's filed for and he's received information on was actually kind of talked about like in the hearing um, and stuff like that. And so um, that's, I mean, that's a good resource to go to. But again, that's all information that you can file for and get from the government. It's not classified information. It's declassified information. But, right. you know, even the, the declassified information is right there in front of your fucking face and nobody's ever read it. Just like when we talked about the um, the FBI documents on Tesla being from fucking Venus. Who the hell knows about that? Does anybody ever right. fucking think? Nobody fucking thinks about that. You know, yeah. it's, it's got to get brought to your attention. Otherwise, you don't think to file these things, you know. Um and whoever the fuck filed for that and got, you know, that's another thing. It's not like when it's declassified, it just sits in this bin somewhere. You have to ask for it. And if you don't know what you're asking for, you're not going to get it. Right. And then you get it and then you release it. And then people wonder if it's real in the first place. Because right. I could post something on the Internet tonight that I say was I got from the, F, you know, through the FOIA and it could be completely fucking bullshit. Right. Exactly. You know? And yeah. unless they file FOIA for the same thing and get a different document there's no way of disproving what i got right you know? it, right it comes so. down to how much you trust your sources i mean you know at the end of the right. day and so i mean you know that's another thing i mean and so i don't know i'm i'm very curious what happened at the closed hearing i want to see kind of what will happen i'm very curious what will happen with people like me um you know i posted that thing where now colleges are starting to offer grants for people that are want to study you know or get into things that study uaps and i'm like well holy shit that's amazing um, but what does that mean for people like us? Do Are we going to be just fucking armchair detectives now? Our experience doesn't mean anything. I mean, is that is that kind of where this is going? We have to get degrees in order to study these things anymore? I mean, are just crazy people with podcasts? I don't know. <laughs> you know I don't know. That's kind of not fair. You know what I mean? Uh, it should be grandfathered in here. Um, you know, and all the other people. I mean, look at the fucking MUFON investigator. Anybody could be a MUFON investigator. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Anybody yeah. can. Oh, yeah. Uh, you just got paid all for it. Is money. Yeah. Right. You just got paid for it. You could be a MUFON investigator. But some people do and they get into it and they're they're, an, they're a MUFON investigator and they take it very seriously. Are those people 
would they be up for one of these jobs? Because you kind of need those people that have been compiling all these stories and all these instances over the years. You know, nobody's been putting work in harder than ufologists. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. What are you going to do from the ground except just compile stories? You're never going to get to the bottom of anything. You know what I mean? Unless you unless you have physical evidence where you can see what this is, what these crafts are made of, and where they come from, or you have some kind of communication with the occupants, you're all you're doing is just looking at video, check the videotape. You know what I mean? Or you're getting you're looking at radar evidence or something like that. That I don't. I think wh what we can learn from that is relatively minuscule in the grand scheme of things, and I feel like we've already reached the ceiling on it for the most part. Um, there's not a whole lot we're going to figure out about the phenomenon by looking at another cell phone video. You know, what we need now is physical evidence or communication or something or, or a, a more detailed history of this stuff. Um, that's what we need at this point. And I don't think we're going to get that. And I don't think somebody working for MUFON or, or working with a grant from the University of Wisconsin is going to get that either you know right they have to decide to make contact with us that's just the way it is right and you know that kind of depends on if they feel that it's worthy enough to do so and uh you know i think that's kind of unless we get lucky and another one crashes and uh it's well documented to the point to where they can't cover it you know um but even then what, what do you got some bodies okay well what do you learn about their who they are not much uh not much and even uh, maybe there's not bodies in these craft we talked about that what if they're robots or you know drones within sure. these things you know um i still don't think we're going to learn too much from them if that were the case they would have to come down here and talk to us and, and i don't know like i said i mean i posed the treaty idea yeah i don't know if that's i don't know if that's really happening but i thought about it you know it's a theory um well no it's a very popular one that they the aliens uh signed a treaty with eisenhower back in the 50s yeah it's been know? around for a long time yeah yeah that's that's it's, it's somewhat plausible that he signed off on a certain amount of abductions in exchange for technology and um that eventually they we found that the aliens broke the treaty and there was some kind of skirmish and uh the treaty ended and now we're in a stalemate where you know they kind of do what they want to do but they dial it back and that's why we don't the abduction phenomenon isn't as widespread as it was right 20 30 years ago um i mean that's that's not anything new but i don't i don't know maybe maybe it is who knows my sources gonna... say that we have made contact but we don't know anything and that's why we don't share the information with the public is because people freak out when you tell them you don't have answers and so that's what's happening and that's from people that i trust very 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 much <laughs> <laughs> that's the most i could say about it i hate to be that person but i trust him and have good reason to some guy i i because you brought this up before and i my theory is that there's some dude that goes to the same laundromat as you in dayton that says that he works at the air force base and tells you this shit that's i don't go to the laundromat so <laughs> wrong okay well you guys get your dry cleaners i don't know <laughs> you guys go to the same dry cleaner <laughs> sometimes you bump into one when you're getting your shirts pressed or whatever and it's nope. like hey did you hear about this and you're like no i didn't hear about that like oh it's, it's top secret and then 
he goes left and you go right and that's it it's way cooler than that <laughs> okay. i promise it's cool okay. but uh yeah i mean i can't that's all i can say about it i don't know i mean it sucks can't do much with that information but it is what it is right um you know but anyway so um but that's not from one guy i mean that's another thing i i have i have three extremely credible people all three of them match up with their stories they've never met each other they don't know each other they're not related um and all three of them say the same thing and all three of them have been in and out of Wright patterson air force base Mm -hmm. and that's it i mean that's all there really is to it um you know and and they all say that we don't know we really don't know what these things are we just know that we it seems to like come from roswell back when the roswell crash happened and the debris was sent up here we tried to work with it we couldn't we didn't understand how it worked we put it the fuck down said you know what even we are smart enough not to fuck with this and didn't and now they're scared too and that's all they know Mm -hmm. so i don't know but anyway um yeah so very interesting well that was another thing they had said too um was that you know they they were asked if they have ever had a crash with any of these things they said they had 11 near misses and then when that when that answer was said the guy was like well did you try to make contact with them and they said no so you're telling me that your pilots almost crashed into these things and you didn't try to talk to them and say hey you're gonna crash into me that's kind of weird yeah i don't believe that no of course not hey i don't fucking believe that i'm sorry i don't (laughs) so i mean a lot of it again a lot of it wasn't necessarily what was said it was what wasn't said that was really a clue into these things well yeah i think i think like the the scenario that you just described it's not so much that they would rather say we didn't try to contact them as opposed to saying we contact we tried to contact them but we're unable to right this craft almost hit us we tried to hail it on comp frequencies but we didn't have the right frequency or they didn't respond to us we didn't get through to them or they just chose not to answer and there was no communication so i could believe that there was no communication but the way they try to spin it is well that's because we didn't try (laughs) which is a very like nine-year-old girl way to fucking approach it you know like right. oh i didn't want to talk to them anyway we didn't even try to do it like, you know, fucking, of course you did and you were on the wrong fucking channel you had the cb set to the wrong station and fucking they didn't pick up right you know you dropped the oh, fucking no. ball somewhere no we didn't we didn't even try to call them yeah know. bullshit you almost hit the fucking thing and you didn't try yeah. to say anything you weren't like hello no right just, <laughs> you oh, didn't honk your nothing. fucking horn i mean come exactly. on <laughs> are you serious right you're gonna fucking stand there and tell all of america that really you're gonna lie okay well we barely even noticed it bro it was like we were doing other things at the time and this (laughs) thing almost came in we were just like whatever you know (laughs) how nonchalant about it we were like okay but it is the military so who knows you know (laughs) very bro-ish mentality (laughs) i suppose so yeah. yeah i mean you know so anyway you know but again nothing surprising it's a step in the right direction i suppose i mean you know it's but what is surprising is like people's reaction to this people are mad on the internet they're like there's a formula shortage happening right now and this is not important and you guys are talking about ufos and it's like okay i don't know if those people are just in fucking denial 
There's some people where the idea of extraterrestrials occupies zero real estate in their minds. It's just this, this, they could not fucking care less. There's people yeah. like that out there. Yeah. There's people that don't have time for any of this shit. There's other people out there that are sitting there arguing about which Bigfoot theory they think holds the most water. And then you have other people that don't even couldn't, they care more about the Mets. You know what I mean? I mean, I, it blows my mind that people watch baseball, like recreationally, or golf, you know what I mean? But they do. Those people are out there. So the idea that someone could have zero interest in any of this, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's no one that it, I'd ever have in my kitchen, but I'm sure that they exist. It's crazy you know? to me. You know, I just... I very don't very narrow-sighted, yeah. Very. And it's like, you know, like, but I get it. If you were talking about fucking baseball or something, that has no bearing on my life whatsoever, whether or not baseball's right. real, you know, but <laughs> or whether, or whether or not sports are fixed. Like, that's another thing people get all up in arms about is boxing fixed or right. sports fixed. It's like, who gives a fuck? Right. But that, that doesn't looks, change anything. Like, right. For some people, it, they do give a fuck. It means a lot to them, you know. But, like, if aliens are real, that changes everything. And I don't know how people don't get, like, my mom, I sent it to her. I'm like, oh my gosh! I'm like, I'm like, check this out. I sent it to her while it was happening. She texted me back. She said, "Wow." And I was like, "Wow." Okay. <laughs> so I talked to her later. It was her birthday, right? Actually, the seventeenth. That's her birthday. And uh, I went to her house, and I was like, "You did you watch the hearing?" And she was like, "No, I didn't watch that. I was doing this." And I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "How? How did you? <laughs> like, you were off today?" <laughs> right. Like, it was an hour and a half. You didn't watch it, you know. But she's just not interested in and this stuff i guess until she does like she'll come across some terrible show on tv about this stuff and she'll be like did you know and try to like tell me about these things and i'm like no that's not real but you should check out this instead and she's like just totally not interested <laughs> like i don't get it <laughs> dude the shit my mom watches on tv there's like a whole other universe of <laughs> tv shows that my mom watches that i don't even know exists like, these that. fucking ncis shows and stuff with tom Selleck. Like he's still on TV in the Hawaii Five O thing. Like she watches, like she watches shit that, like, like serious. I I didn't even know it was real. You know, she lives in a completely different. Our parents in TV <laughs> live in a completely different world. To me. I can go all week long and like maybe watch two episodes of Kids in the Hall on Amazon, <laughs> and that's it. Otherwise, yeah. I'm reading or I'm playing on my phone or I'm I'm reading or sleeping. You know and yeah there, there's there's many different worlds out there people talk about the multiverse it doesn't even have to be the different dimensions there's people on this planet in this timeline right now that live in completely different <laughs> different completely, worlds yeah yeah no yeah. listen i fucking listen i have cable tv my mom insists that i have to have cable tv or my daughter will be not cool in school and so i'm like whatever you pay for it i'll have it she does and so i have cable tv i had to switch providers back in august okay and so i did that i just this past fucking week sat down and turned on the cable tv and i realized that i don't even know what the fuck i'm looking at i have no idea there's like channels that i remember like watching that i don't even have and they're like basic it's like basic cable channels so i call my cable company and i'm like hey don't you guys have like basic fucking cable and apparently that's not a thing anymore <laughs> i'm just like i don't <laughs> i'm like this is why i don't fucking watch tv it's too much it's too hard <laughs> go fucking read a book and play a video game instead <laughs> right snl is like the only thing that i'll watch live on tv or the news every once in a while and like when i have the news on <laughs> like 
my wife will walk by the TV and be like, "Is there is there another riot at the Capitol? And why are we have the news on? What's going on?" And I'm like, "Because remember when you used to watch five o'clock news every night? Like, isn't this what people do in this country anymore? Like, no, I don't know." Wow. Yeah. I mean, I I guess people. I mean, I I'll, I like I will um pull up like network the network apps on like my Roku and fucking stream stuff. Um, and, and I have to use my cable provider to do it. So that's the only reason why I keep it is so I can fucking stream stuff. <laughs> that's it. You know, other than that, I don't, I don't watch it. But anyway, um, anything else you, you want to say about the, uh, UFO congressional hearing, Pato? Nope. Not at all. Did you have some news you wanted to share? I do actually. This is, this Please. is my first like actual news story that I, I, I researched and I wrote the copy for just for this week's episode. So this is a, this is a milestone for us. Pato exclusive. Right. So this week, Chinese cave explorers have found a primeval forest filled with 130 foot tall ancient trees. Uh, this is from People Magazine, which is slightly more reliable source than Weekly World News. This forest was found at the bottom of a 630-foot-deep sinkhole that had formed earlier this month. It was the 30th or so sinkhole to be discovered recently in that region of China. Uh, Chinese explorers took several hours to rappel down where they discovered the forest and have dubbed the area the Heavenly Pit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to know that there are species found in these caves that have never been reported or described by science until now, said George Venny executive director of the national cave and something research institute in new mexico sure. uh, I, so this was this was a really cool story for me for a couple different reasons number one sinkholes terrify me as an adult sinkholes are like the equivalent of like quicksand and earthquakes you know what i mean yeah a lot like, more deadlier i worry about sinkholes probably more than rationally i need to yeah but maybe not like sinkholes just you see this shit all the time where like they happen in roads and cars just drive into them and like they could happen anywhere at any time yeah um so yeah sinkholes in general freak me the fuck out but also i am a fan as far as like the paranormal stuff goes of hollow earth stuff and um once I get through the current stack of books that I'm reading, I am totally going to start reading the Richard Shaver stories. Uh, I've been aware of him for a year. He, he has the whole, he has a, a lot of, one of these guys that wrote for like Fate Magazine and um, wrote a lot of fiction, but supposedly it wasn't really fiction. It was like based on true events, but yeah, maybe it's, not. It's a weird, the Shaver Mysteries is a weird yeah, Aaron Dees is a huge fan of it, and I think he posed when he went on his vacation recently, where he was posting pictures of himself with those books. I think he had one, and that's what triggered me to be like, I need to fucking sit down and read those things. We've talked about doing it on the show before. Yeah, totally. Um, so definitely, I wanted to bring this story up. So there you go. Well, so I mean, I have a lot. I have several questions. Um, <laughs> you know? Sure. Um, where did this? Uh, I mean, how? How were these trees doing it without the, uh, you know, sunlight? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. You know, what does that mean now for, um, you know, uh, for things like that? I mean, does that mean that, I mean, surely if one exists, there's more out there, right? There's more civilizations underground and these sinkholes that are out there. But yeah, well, I mean, trees kind of ecosystems, ecosystems, let's just say civilizations. I don't know if there was like, you know huts and stuff or like economies going on down there but there was definitely an ecosystem they found at the bottom of the sinkhole um there might have been 
sunlight coming through like certain holes and then the sinkhole just opened up a big window down there i mean there must have been right you hit the nail right on the head how does sunlight get down there for the trees to grow the trees aren't going to grow without sunlight right so it must have been kind of partially exposed somewhat right that's a pretty big drop right i mean there had to have been something but like have you ever owned plants um because like you know your plants will um kind of move towards where your sun is and that's how they'll grow (laughs) and you know so if you have plants outside or whatever then obviously they you know they have sun hitting them in different directions at different times of day they're usually pretty straight if you have plants in the house and you have it by a particular window you'll notice that that plant typically tends to lean towards the window um you know and so i mean it it couldn't have just been like one little ray of sunshine in, in this place that you know was doing it if you're talking about an ecosystem underneath there i don't know i'm just i'm very curious to see what happens with this i'm sure we kind of got to wait for more information um because i'm sure that scientists are also very baffled and curious about this area <laughs> but um very neat i'm not surprised i think it's cool um yeah i think that's i don't know pretty cool, cool. Um, well thank you did you want to talk about the other story that you shared with me which is the other I one? I did read oh. it about NASA saying that our uh, about our universe. I'll just say it. NASA says that our universe is expanding fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. They didn't really draw any conclusions there, but yeah, I think the headline was like something weird is going on with our universe. Something was, weird. It's really yeah. not that weird. We know that. I mean, it, I mean, it's just because it is, um, it's traversing our expectation, and so, um, we are we know that the universe is expanding and it keeps growing out and the longer the older it gets the faster it's growing um so it started expanding really small now it's getting really big kind of like i mean like a snowball you know the bigger your snowball gets the faster it rolls down the hill the bigger it gets at a faster rate um except we're not a snowball or at least we thought you know we didn't think we were um but that's really it nasa just says we're expanding super quick um different uh galaxies are moving away from us and that's really how does that affect us Uh, it probably doesn't not in this lifetime (laughs) so you got nothing to worry about for at least another hundred years maybe (laughs) my favorite part of that story was the very end where it suggests that um we might have to update our uh uh officials said that um the cause of this discrepancy remains a mystery, but Hubble data encompassing a variety of cosmic objects that serve as distance markers support the idea that something weird is going on, possibly involving brand new physics, officials said in a news release. So I think that that's important, and that's something that we've brought up on this show before, but anytime we get to bring it up, it brings me uh, joy and elation, is that our understanding of physics is constantly evolving and it's a great tie into this show's topic this week's topic as well Um, everybody always thinks that the generation that they live in the theories that they have now are the definitive theories on science and they never fucking are never are (laughs) we are at the peak right now we couldn't possibly be wrong Except for in even fucking even twenty years, <laughs> you <Yes>. know. <laughs> the Historic, historically, it has been proven time after time after time after time again that our understanding of science is constantly evolving. Yeah. We do not know everything there is to know, and what uh, at least a percentage of what we take for science fact today will be disproven tomorrow. Yeah, 
Yeah. And and that and that is a wonderful tie into this week's topic. So this week's topic was a fan request. Really? Yeah, it was. I didn't know that. I saw it on the list and I was like, I I I was all about it. Do we know it was anyone particular that requested it? Or? I don't remember who it was. I wish I could. Um, we'll just but... say Ryan Tremblay. <laughs> I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> come at me, bro. We're going to get violent. I'll come out there. I, you don't have to worry about me. You know I'll come out there. Fucking <laughs> smack me in the face, smack me in the bottom, whatever. Smack <laughs> me in the prostate. <laughs> You can uh, you can you can get tickets to me and Pato's fight if you go um, subscribe to the Patreon. Um, actually, I am gonna hold on, before we get into this week's topic. Um, so, um, fan requests. You you know what? You don't have to pay me to request the show. You can just request the show, and we'll probably fucking do it. Um, yeah. This is not this particular topic is not my jam. However, it's definitely more Pato's jam, and so you know that's fine. And even if it's neither of our jams, like the. Uh, I don't know, like the Denver airport, you know, we'll still do it <laughs> and do it well. So, you know, there's that. But um, speaking of the Patreon, yeah. I have a real treat that I'm going to release um, this week on the Patreon. And Yes, I'm hungry for new Patreon. Frank California yes. is hungry for new Patreon content. I'm sure Frank California is starving for it. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of um, slipped, uh, slipped back a little bit. I've been reading the Mothman prophecies. I need to get back on top of it. But being sick, it's been difficult. But I'm going to release the... Oh my gosh, should I say it? I'm going to say it. I'm going to release the lost episode of On Wednesdays We Talk Weird with the giant dick alien guy <gasps> on Patreon. <laughs> this is a big oh fucking deal. God. This is a big deal. Yeah. Oh, I never, dude, I not, I completely forgot that even existed. Not me, because I, I tell that story all the fucking, everybody's like, what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened? And I tell that story. Oh and, um, my God. I keep talking about, I'm like, maybe I'll release the episode one day on like the Patreon. Will you do it tomorrow? Day. I want to listen to it tomorrow at work. You, can you do it tomorrow? Or is it ready yet? Or how much time do you need? Oh, I just need to post it. It's ready. <laughs> post it tonight. Put, well, now we got to worry about the time travel. It'll, we got to worry about the time travel. I'll post it'll, it. It'll on, be uh, posted maybe by the time you hear this or this week or some shit i don't it'll be posted by thursday so you have a a 24 hours to get your shit together and um subscribe and if it's friday um then it's already up there and you need to go and and subscribe to the patreon because there's other stuff on there too but but this is a big deal again this is kind of the stuff that uh you know rumors are made up of we talked about this episode so much don't miss your chance to hear it it's the only way you can do it let me just say this if you okay sign up listen to this episode and then cancel it and then cancel yeah and 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 you're not getting grifted because if you sign up and you have you'll have uh well it's kind of towards the end of the month i get it if you want to wait until after the first of the month but my point is is that like listen you don't want to miss this 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 is a good one and between this is like this is really good this is really really good this is really funny and uh I think it shows an exercise in restraint on our parts as interviewers Yeah, that we handled this as well as we did. This is like one for the, so did, did we run any, cause didn't we do two interviews with him or just one? We just, we, we only did the one interview we had. It was, so it was the first guest we ever had on the show ever. Mm-hmm. Well, technically Pato, you were the first guest, but right. <laughs> you know, really you, for us and the way the show is now, it's the first guest we ever had on the show. We recorded it over zoom. That's not how we record. And so we didn't we didn't do it like we do now now we have the guests come on we do the entire show with them the news and everything right um we didn't do it that way so you and i did an intro and an outro so you and i recorded twice for the one episode um but we only did the actual interview with him one time 
I don't want to give away too much because I want you and I to do a retrospective of this episode and then put that on Patreon as well. So remind me what happened. So when did, what did he, didn't he, did this ever go live? Cause then he was like, you better take it down. But he just heard us do the lead up to it. It did go live and it was live for less than a week. And then it was taken down. The okay. only episode that's ever been removed from the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it did go live. It did. Where Very he talks about Mars in the fucking tunnels and everything. Yeah. Talked about living on Mars. He talks about meeting up with all these alien races. Um, he didn't really want to talk about his giant alien dick. Um, but that is kind of, that's how this all started. So from the, and we had been talking about this. We had been kind of teasing this, not teasing him, but we'd talked about it weeks leading up to this episode, to that yeah. episode. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we finally had him on the show. And so, I mean, if you've heard earlier episodes and then all of a sudden you didn't hear anything else about the guy, this is why, um, you know, it got removed. But, um, the basic <laughs> gist of it is that this guy, I, I'm, and I'm just going to very basically tell you, this guy came to me, said that he had the giant, the biggest dick in the entire world. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to tell you if he does or doesn't. I'm going to save that for the retrospective. But um, he said that it was given to him by aliens, that he is a combination of like five different alien species or something. And it's given to him because it's like a billboard that he has to like present to the world so people know he's different and weird and pato and i interview him and he freaked out about the interview um because we put it online and said that he didn't know he was on it. there's no way he had no idea that this was being recorded there's no way he knew what it was for he knew why he was there um and then he freaked out started threatening us and so we remember strangely racist too like yeah throwing n-bombs around like oh, yeah. and oh. i mean i look I like thick white girls and I play bass and, and whatever, but like he was, he was getting very, I was very hostile out of absolutely nowhere yeah. for no reason. Like it was, and we decided to take it down and I, and, and listen, I don't cave to pressure, but like, I think we did the right thing because he was clearly unstable. And I was honestly worried about you because you guys didn't live terribly far apart. No, we didn't. And I wasn't worried about him showing up on my fucking doorstep, but I was, I didn't want him doing anything to you. So I, I, yeah, it was. I think we did the right thing by taking it down, but this is a perfect place for it. But yes, now, you know, and I've said it over and over again, maybe I'll put it up behind a paywall somewhere. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. It's ready to roll, um, and it will be on there after Thursday. And Pat O and I will be doing a retrospective on it and kind of and telling, like, starting rehashing the whole story from beginning to end how we met this guy, how this happened, and then kind of what we think about it in hindsight um probably about a year after it has probably probably about a year ago when it came out so <laughs> right that is uh anyway so that's the patreon for the week um that's that's gonna be what it is so i'm i'm you know i kind of i i stalled for a minute i had like a good week where i didn't post anything i'm coming coming back hard for you guys trust me you're gonna get your money's worth out of just this one interview i promise I fucking yeah. promise. and we have there's still two at least two more shows there are two more there. shows to put out the there, which, uh, too. Yeah. very good and then we've got tons of other stuff planned i'm still reading the mothman prophecies i'm still releasing my own personal pieces of evidence that i've never put out anywhere on the internet i've got tons of stuff to release there um so there's there's no shortage of things to to look at um you know and do so anyway that's my plug for the patreon pat do you want to philosopher stone us Sure. Um, so yeah, I saw this as as a potential topic for this week's show. I was tangently familiar with it, um, just as somebody that had read Harry Potter books. <laughs> and, 
and uh you know philosopher's stone it's it's something that anyone that's done a, a little bit of um fantasy reading or or studied the occult or anything has heard of before but i didn't know a whole lot about it so i, sure. I thought that it'd be fun to do a deep dive on just for my own sake and i i gotta admit i learned a lot this week so um I guess we'll just get into it, right? Well, I, let me ask you, Ashley, wh what was your familiarity with the Philosopher's Stone before this week's episode? Um, not uh, really anything. The only time I'd ever heard the term was because of Harry Potter. Right. And, uh, you know, even then, I don't really remember Harry Potter. I wasn't a big Harry Potter person. Um, so in the con in the context of Harry Potter, it was sought after by Voldemort for, I'm sorry, he who should not be named, because of its... Uh, is healing properties is an elixir of life and that is part of the mythology behind the philosopher's stone is that it's a uh it's a stone that can be found like diamonds or anything else there's not one specific stone that's the philosopher's right. stone it's a mineral it's something that you could find in nature and um some people believe that it could be used to transmute transmute uh common metals into gold uh but that it can also if ingested lead to a long healthy life as well and in the context of harry potter uh he who should not be named is after it so that he can come back to life and and do whatever uh he so, wants to do right and so i did also um watch the entirety of um full metal alchemist and saw... <laughs> my, my son loves that show <laughs> i did too i only watched the original i didn't watch brotherhood i just watched the original um but um uh, very sad shit that is man that's yeah disturbing um but uh anyway so i mean you know i'm 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 uh kind of familiar that's with the, me. the guy's kid brother gets trapped in the robot right yeah okay all right cool yep. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. and um yeah and so i mean you know and i don't know if they talk about the philosopher's stone they probably do i you know i'd imagine they do but it's never really it's never ever been something that i have entertained and even while attempting to do research for the for this week um because i'll be honest this is not my jam this is absolutely history is not my thing i am right. so fucking bored with it that's why i have Anne. that's her thing and <laughs> so you know i'm like trying to research it and i'm still i was having a hard time i'm like did we fuck up is this actually a thing or is this like completely fake and you know i don't know i was like you know what i'm just gonna let pato take the reins on this and he there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting talking points here um there's 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 not so much as for as far as uh historically speaking there's you know not so much stuff that's gonna leave you tw twist your melon too much but there's a lot of a lot of interesting points that come up when you research something when you research the philosopher's stone. So early alchemists were constantly looking for a way to transmute material. So alchemy, I'm sure, is, is the idea of uh, it's it's an early practice uh, that led to chemistry, right? Right. It's kind so of good now. I mean, right? Because we well, because we know now it's just chemistry, just right. chemistry. But back then when we knew little about the world and, and magic kind of and science went hand in hand, the idea of transforming one element into a different one was considered alchemy and early alchemists were constantly trying to figure out a way to turn common objects into gold. We knew that, uh, things changed state. We knew that water turned to ice, that water could turn to steam. We knew that you could melt, um 
tin and copper and form bronze, right? We knew, we've known that for fucking centuries. So we kind of had a, a fundamental grasp of these things, but the idea was how can we potentially turn something into gold? And through observing minerals and elements in, in the, in, you know, centuries ago, we started to discover things that made us think that this was something that we could do. Um, we would notice the unusual behavior of radioactive elements, right? Where we would find something, we would dig it out of the ground, it would be radioactive, it would start to decay, and as it, as it lost protons, it would change into a different material. And we attributed that to magic because we didn't understand fucking radioactive, you know. Right. So there was, there was always this stuff that was kind of there. And um, like I said, magic and the occult and science all went hand in hand. So we started to uh, put a lot of energy into this. And along the way, early alchemists would make discoveries that would fuel this interest even further. We would discover things like phosphorus. We would discover things like, which is how you make uh, fireworks and shit, right? Or you would discover gunpowder. You would discover sulfuric acid, right? And while these weren't turning lead into gold, it kind of fuel the uh, idea of exploration right i mean Before if you much... rob Go people on. with your sulfuric acid um then you kind of i mean you kind of are turning lead into gold aren't you <laughs> there you go but let's talk about the gold thing for a second because this 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 ties into so much other stuff what fueled mankind's drive to create more gold why was gold so valuable so anybody that's played minecraft knows that gold is a very soft material. Um, it, it, it's not really useful for much besides conductivity. It shields from radioactiveness. But early man was fascinated with it. And early man tried to amass as much of it possible. It was used in a lot of different religious rituals. Uh, if you anyone that's read the Bible knows that there's extensive instructions on how to build temples altars the ark of the covenant all utilize gold heavily in their construction gold had religious significance okay as as a metal it's not very useful it's very soft right but for some reason mankind's always been enamored by it yeah and a lot of some people think that it's because of the Anunnaki or maybe mankind was more technologically advanced than we give it credit for. Cause it, it is very conductive. It has high conductivity. So with electricity and stuff, when you're building shit, you know, you can use golden circuitry. But if you talk about ancient man where everything had to have a purpose, there really was no concrete purpose for gold. Iron was much more valuable. Silver was much more valuable. Right. When you think about practical use, right? Gold really wasn't, but, our money is based on a gold standard. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it, it's interesting that like what fueled alchemy, which in turn created chemistry and other science was this quest for gold, a, 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 a metal that we really have no real reason to be so obsessed over. And I think, you know, before, if you spend enough time looking at alchemy and in relation to the philosopher's stone, um, why gold? You know what I mean? Do you have any theories as to why gold? Well, I know there's a lot of people that uh, 
think that, you know, with, like, I brought up the Anunnaki, some people think that mankind was created by this alien race to harvest gold from this planet. And once they then, event, you know, I watched the movie fucking Stargate, like, it's pretty much right there. That, like, eventually we overthrew them or they left on their own for whatever reason. And that's why mankind is here, right? That's where we came from. Um, you can't deny its significance in the Bible and the Old Testament. And that every major religion uh, just amassed as much gold as possible and left it as a as a offering to the gods. So there's some kind of religious significance there. And if you believe that God was an astronaut theory, then it kind of all ties together and makes sense. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of a little far-fetched. I've never personally subscribed to that. But um, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, we're not the only species that like shiny things. Um, you know. That's what my son said. <laughs> it's a lot prettier than a lot of I mean, Diamonds seem to have more use, but were diamonds in the cradle of civilization i don't know i mean i think we probably we might have discovered gold before diamonds um because diamonds i think we have a little more influence on how they're made um but then again i'm not an alchemist so i don't know you know i just think that maybe somebody found gold and say hey look what i got and uh, and everybody in town in the village was like shit i want that and everybody was like well you know what do you want for that for that pretty rock that you have and he's like well i don't know and that person realized that they could have literally anything they wanted and so therefore it became valuable i mean <laughs> you know i think it's that easy i mean that's kind of how we, you know currency started we didn't really have currency we just traded each other for things right and so um gold just be, i think it just accidentally became currency because it was pretty and somebody had it and other people wanted it and they could fucking be the king of the village by just you know because they had it and people wanted it i don't know and there's enough of it for you to for you to base a currency around, but not so much of it that it loses its value. Exactly. Right? Like there's emeralds and there's rubies and there's other precious stones out there that you could potentially have an economy based around, but those are relatively scarce in comparison. There's a lot of gold. They require work. I mean, you can't just get ruby. Ruby is not. It doesn't. It doesn't just look that way. You know, <laughs> it takes a lot of work. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just think it was accidental. Oops. Yeah, very convenient um so <laughs> moving forward a little bit let's just you know uh, bring things up to modern times we eventually did figure out how to turn uh not lead so much into gold but mercury um and that's because we figured out uh in the early 20th century that mercury has one more proton than gold so if you electrify mercury enough you can knock that one proton off and you can create gold vapors. Uh, it's a lot of energy to put forth for very little result. And the problem with laboratory-made gold is that um, it's radioactive and it's unstable. So when you pull gold out of the ground, it's very stable and it, it stays gold. When we create it through modern-day alchemy, uh, it, it kind of, the isotopes shift around and it eventually uh, degrades into something else or it's radioactive and it's not really of much use and there's a tiny there's a tiny amount of it for the amount of work that you have to put in to make it so uh, spoiler alert we eventually did figure out how to turn things into gold but uh it's not really worth it but once again by there's still there's still experiments out there to this day uh on turning mercury into gold and that whole thing and 
through the exploration of that process, we're learning other things about science. So it, it's still something to this day that mankind quests to do uh, with or without the Philosopher's Stone. So, um, But it's also oh. kind of become a different, I, I mean, you know, from what I was trying to understand, you know, you kind of have this, this two-parter to the Philosopher's Stone. You know, it's this uh, weird wonder rock that can turn other rocks into more valuable rocks. But then it's also this weird portal to eternal life, and I don't get that connection at all. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> I think you hit the nail right on the head, Ashers. I mean, what uh, the fuck does that? I mean, what does that have to do? Where did that come from? Any idea? Did you find that out? Because I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, where does this belief come from? And I couldn't. Right. So there's. It seems like a lot of the writings go back to, um, 300 A.D. All right. A long fucking ass time ago. <laughs> Yeah, but some people some people also say that the Philosopher's Stone goes back to the Adam in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And that was something that he took out of the garden because if you look at the early uh like the forefathers of the Bible, um they all lived like a very long time. They all lived uh hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. And that was due to the Philosopher's Stone and that was passed down. And that when Solomon built the temple, they think there's a correlation between, um, you know, I don't know if you ever, if you're a Sublime fan, you'll recognize this, but the idea that the um, the line about the the stone that the builder refuses becomes the cornerstone. Okay. And that has to do when they were building Solomon's temple, supposedly the, the stone that they had cut from the quarry to be the cornerstone of the temple, the first stone that you put down that everything else is built off of. When it came, when it was brought to the temple site, because part of the, for whatever reason, God wanted the temple built in a quiet place. So they couldn't, they weren't going to build it by the quarry. They had to transport the stone. And when the stone was transported to the site where they were building the Temple of Solomon, it, they thought that it wasn't the right one or there was something wrong with it. So they pushed it off the side of the cliff. And then they realized, oh shit, we need that. And they brought it back up. And that was supposed to be kind of a metaphor for Jesus because he was the cornerstone of the Catholic Church, of the, the, the new age of, of God and his New Testament. And he was, he was rejected by the Jews and he was crucified, right? And some people think that the stone that the builder refused that became the cornerstone is also tied into the Philosopher's Stone or something. It's not fucking real, all right? This is what it comes down to. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of backtracking, I think, in going through history and people looking for this thing and imparting religious significance to it. And at the end of the day, we know that it's not real. We know that there's no magic stone that can transmute, transmutate metals. We understand how that process does happen, right? And we're further exploring it in a laboratory setting. We know that there's no magic rock that you eat that makes you live forever. But it's people trying to once again, backwards engineer stories from the Bible and like, well, how come people lived so long? And, and they say that Noah lived 300 years and Methuselah lived 400 years. Well, that's not true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're trying to attribute it to something. And once again, a lot of this stuff comes from the Renaissance where science and religion and magic all were hand in hand, right? So, um, no, I mean, no one ever found it. There's... Um, 
kind of the the when when you research the philosopher's stone the one name that comes up the most and if you watch fantasy or uh anything where where it's used as a plot device in a movie the person that you hear brought up the most is nicholas flamel a 14th century french alchemist that working out of paris um believed in the ancient theory that all matter came from prima material an elemental material that was formed of the four basic elements earth air water and fire he accepted the postulation that everything in the universe was formed from these four elements and the ratio of each determined whether a compound could turn lead into and the ratio of each determined whether or not a compound could be turned from lead into gold um books published in 1612 in paris and 1624 in london have attributed to flamel almost 200 years attributed to flamel almost 200 years after his death lead to the speculation that he had discovered the elixir of life because they found you know he died and then all these books were released after the fact of his name and that he was immortal i don't necessarily buy that um another th- uh, person that i heard brought i came across that i thought was really interesting and i came across this on an accident because i was looking for um accounts of simon magus who is a new testament magician that's brought up in the acts of an Apo- acts of the apostles so one of the things that i really like reading about is um magic in relation to um in in relation to the bible right so like if you read the bible there's a lot of references to other gods that that the you know judaism and christianity are monotheistic religions meaning that they they you worship the one god you know jehovah yahweh or whatever but it never denies the existence of other gods there is a pantheon of other gods in the bible but jehovah yahweh he is the primary one okay so and that's something that's always glanced over you know what i mean they don't really bring talk about that too much but if you look at the ten commandments what's the first commandment you know uh i am the lord your god you know you will not worship other gods besides me if there weren't other gods that wouldn't be a commandment because there would be no one else to worship so the idea that there were other gods that there were other religions that held power that there was magic and stuff that and there's a lot of jewish mysticism shit too but that stuff always fascinates me and in looking up uh simon magus to see if there was any relationship between that and the philosopher's stone i came across information about albertus magnus who was a uh actual saint catholic saint that was a scientist he was an alchemist did all this stuff in the middle ages and he supposedly found the philosopher's stone and passed it along to saint thomas aquinas who is another um he was a famous hedonist that eventually uh renounced his uh fuckery and came over to the catholic church and was responsible for um spreading catholicism all over europe in the middle ages okay so i know i'm kind of all over the place (laughs) there's a lot of shit here it's like there's a lot of shit but there's not a lot of shit i don't know what to tell you we could talk about the renaissance fucking all episode long but it's not gonna you know it's not gonna really get us anywhere (laughs) trust me this is not gonna be the coast to coast episode all right this is not gonna be the episode the coast to coast listens to and offer us jobs just so you know Oh my God. Just to take the pressure off you. 
I hope it isn't this one. I hope it's the, um, I won't say which one I hope it is. But anyway, um, Coast to Coast, if you're listening to this, don't listen to this one. Stop right now. And go. <laughs> I mean, I know you're already pretty much there, all the way there, but go listen to a different one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this is just not my jam. These types of things are not, are not my thing. But, um, you know, from, from what I was reading um, about it, it uh, it's been around for a very long time and not just like biblically, like it's something that has been around you know the greeks had the uh, you know version of the philosopher's stone and a lot of people seem to have had a version of it and um you know that the belief system surrounding it changes depending on your culture <laughs> so um you know right. it seems to have been around for a very very long time which i think kind of if there is any credibility here at all um you know, that's really it. It's just that anecdotal evidence that it's been here forever. Um, so go ahead. Well, it is a consistent, persistent myth. It is, right. And I think the reason that that is the case is because there's such an undeniably strong drive for it to be real. And I think that every, you got to remember, in the, in the midst of them looking for this thing, they're making discoveries. They are. They're finding things left and right. Every right. court, every king in the in the in the Middle Ages had an alchemist, had a court alchemist, and they would make discoveries and they would figure out things that, you know, the alchemist two two kingdoms over didn't find out, right? And so you know, you're talking about the opening shots of a brand new field of science, and they're 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 making discoveries, they're breaking new ground. And every little new thing that they discover, every, you know, when they discover magnesium and, oh, my God, magnesium is combustible in, in the air. And it, all we have to do is grind up magnesium, expose it to the air, and it flashes. And, all, and, and you know, everything brings them close, they think is bringing them closer to the discovery of the Philosopher's Stone, which is their ultimate goal, is to find out how to turn mundane materials into gold because it is all about gold. Right. And that's why I spent so much time seamless, for, for seamlessly, no, seemingly no reason, like 20 minutes ago, talking about why is why do we have this drive for gold? A material that, practically speaking, is kind of worthless. Right. But it has such a religious significance. It's used so much in early religious rituals and has this weird alien story to it that 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 led mankind over the millennia to try to figure out a way to manufacture it because they just couldn't get enough of it right i mean at this point in our lives like i don't give a you know there's still people today that are like one of my really good friends um he is like all about like you need to buy gold you need to buy gold because the world's gonna fucking there's gonna be an apocalypse and that's the only thing that's gonna be worth anything is gold and it's like i have absolutely no interest at all in owning gold it's ugly as fuck so I don't want to wear it <laughs> you know I don't, I don't I could spend my money on something that I do actually like and not gold um you know what I mean and it's still like this weird ingrained instinct that we have to feel like it's valuable because like at, at the same time even though I have no interest in going out of my way and purchasing gold on my own if someone walked up to me and handed me a piece of gold and said here you go I'd take it and I'd keep it you know and so why is that? I, you know, I don't really know because I know it's valuable, but why is it valuable? I, you know, it just doesn't really make much sense now. Um, 
Right. Well, because like I said, it's the standard that most currencies are based on. Yeah. You know, and and why? It's because it's been embedded in our mind, imprinted in our mind that it's the most valuable substance on the earth. And you know, like I said, even going back to a time where we were very utilitarian as a species, the most valuable thing is water. You know what I mean? The most valuable thing is livestock. Me and my son were talking about this the other day because he saw me researching this Sunday morning and he wanted to know and we were talking about it. And he, him being a big Minecraft player, he totally wrapped his head around what I was saying. And I was like, you know, and he brought up after the apocalypse because they're always saying, oh, invest in gold in case there's a crash. And I'm like, you're better off investing in women. Right. right if society collapses and, and and you have to barter with someone trust me having a sister is going to be way more profitable than having a basement full of gold absolutely right? you know not, and i know that's a terrible thing to say especially because i have a daughter but like you know i mean let's be realistic here things what's valuable to us is what we need but apparently there was a time a very long time ago where we needed gold what did we need it for do we need it to shield us from radiation did we need it to make advanced circuitry what did we need it for right because it wasn't for making armor or weapons right it was for pleasing the gods because even even in the bible even in the old testament god wants every temple made with with gold ornaments god wants you know the ark of the covenant that's going to hold the ten commandments he wants it lined with gold you know um, I mean, that's instructions on how to create the stuff that's in the Old Testament, that's in the Torah. And it's all gold, 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 gold. So, um, yeah, I, I think that to get into the, why the Philosopher's Stone is such a persistent myth, we have to kind of take a step back and look at our relationship with gold in the first place. And that's where things get kind of hinky and kind of interesting. So uh, this topic, I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird one, but I think it, it could be kind of thought provoking and it can lead to some really good questions that you know, we don't have any answers to, but um, I didn't think it was, I didn't necessarily think it was a terrible topic. You know, it just wasn't, it's, it's not sexy or it's, you're not going to talk. It's not like you're talking about a serial killer where you're talking about one dude and some shit that he did, you know, it's kind of all over the place, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is, um, I mean, you know, I, th I think the more interesting, the, the sexier topic of this is, um, you know, how kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, how we, we at every point in history continue to think that we are at our peak in these discoveries and, and we're not. I mean, look at this, right. you know, look at the news story shared in the beginning of this episode, how we discovered an entire fucking ecosystem that again tells us really shouldn't exist but it does i mean and it's two it's 2022 you know when these things happen all the time um you know we just uh we really don't know so like back then you know you had something and um you know like uh, alchemy and and it's not really something that that we have anymore because what they thought at the time was that they were doing was magic when actually it was just science and they called it something else um you know but i think that that's uh very interesting so right right i mean astronomy is a, a basis from astrology you know all this stuff the, the pursuit of knowledge as much as it's maligned in uh some earlier sources the pursuit of knowledge has always pushed mankind forward and, you know, even if you're looking for thing A and you find thing B, you know, it, it's not exactly wasted time. And uh, this was a very important 
part of our evolutionary process. And you're right, it, it, it tied into the, the story that we, we covered in the news section about the universe expanding. Um, I think this is going to continue to be a part of mankind's journey. You know, we're going to continue to learn new things and we're going to look, be looking over here and we're going to find something over there and stuff that we thought was true. is going to be disproven over time. And that's just part of the journey. And I think that's uh, what makes science so interesting. I mean, and maybe one day um, within our lifetime, someone will fucking discover the Philosopher's Stone and me and Pato will be like, well, shit, (laughs) (laughs) this thing's real. Um, you know, but but it, it is a, a big mythical thing. I mean, you know, is it real? Is it out there? I have not found any credible evidence. Pat, do you think there's been anything that that's that you would deem credible that you came across in your research? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I no. agree with that. I mean, a lot of anecdotal evidence, lots of stories, um, but but nothing solid that said, you know, hey, yeah, this could be a thing, especially in modern day. It's not any that is not something we talk about in modern times except for when you're talking about harry potter (laughs) right and alchemy in general i mean it's it's just an archaic way of saying chemistry it is it's people think that it has this like occult connotation and it did back then because people thought that it was unnatural to mess with the pursuit of alchemy was unnatural but that was just kind of the church being scared of science like they've always been and really you know it's one of those things where what we considered occultists 300 400 years ago were really just shitty chemists you know what i mean and they they were not saint worshipers (laughs) or anything like that they weren't trying to commune with the devil they were they were just pursuing earth science and you know alchemy to this day um doesn't really exist i mean i guess because because honestly like i said before we're, we're still trying to turn shit into gold but we're doing it in a laboratory by moving protons around and does that technically consider is that considered alchemy no it's it's particle physics or it's chemistry or whatever you know yeah. um it's more legitimized but the pursuit is still there because we still still have that value of gold you know we still hunger for it right which is odd because it's it, it really in this day and age it's it's worthless <laughs> you know? right. so should be trying know. to figure out how to make more girls <laughs> you know? well i think they're trying to do that with um getting rid of uh roe versus wade but <laughs> damn <laughs> get them big but i mean get them you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what it is they're trying that's what it is because they know um, mars needs cheerleaders mars needs cheerleaders right we're gonna take all these all these unwanted babies and ship them off to mars so that the elite can have something to eat while they watch fucking baseball games while they watch baseball games <laughs> or whatever i don't fucking know uh, whatever the elite do we're, we're not rich enough to be a part of that clan i don't know no. <laughs> yeah i mean it, it was you know it's uh definitely different a different topic than uh you know we usually do but you know that's the point of the show again the variety whatever the hell it is you guys want to hear us talk about we'll fucking talk about it and uh i'll spend two hours on the internet sunday morning looking shit up i don't care right it ain't a big thing um you know we will i mean you know that's the point we want to give you guys a show that you want to listen to so if you want to recommend things no matter how out there it is um we'll talk about it (laughs) you know i know we'll do it but but as far as the philosopher's stone goes um i'm I'm gonna say no i'm gonna say it's bullshit all right it's quite the stance it's quite the stance i'm gonna say it's bullshit (laughs) 
there's nothing like it out there um there isn't anything that can make you live forever and uh fuck gold <laughs> right i was always more of a silver guy right a platinum for me yeah now that's some valuable shit right there don't come at me with some gold jewelry no no thank you i'm a platinum girl <laughs> living in a platinum world <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> well, anyway, Pato, any final thoughts? Oof, no. All right. <laughs> no. Well, uh, on that, then we'll see you guys back here next Wednesday. <laughs>